Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Little Ethel Merman coming back in. And uh, hey, today we're celebrating mothers. We're celebrating women, mothers. What else are we celebrating? Girls, young women, and my 50th birthday. What was that? Happy that was a party birthday, man. That's actually not my 50th birthday. It's my 45th birthday. <laughs> Somebody stepped on a duck. It's not <laughs> That's a, a duck. duck. That's a duck with a bad quack. Party favor. Is that a party favor? Yeah. Well, thanks for the party. I walk in and they have a banner up, this, or a little sign up that says 50th birthday, in case you missed it by five years. <laughs> and then they handed me a present that they all put their money in on, um, which was a what, Maddie? A Capri Sun from my car. A, a warm Capri Sun <laughs> from the car. Uh, oh, I, I was grateful it had a straw. And uh, they all signed it. No, I just, I'm the only one that signed oh, it. Oh, Maddie signed it. Oh, and it's expired. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. So I appreciate, I appreciate all your goodwill. Happy birthday. Hey, yay. So um, <laughs> Maddie got me a Capri Sun. Mike, what'd you get me? Uh, an A block. The beginning of the show. Happy birthday, Matt. You 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 gave me the beginning of the show. Yeah. You gave me the content. You don't have to fire me now. Yay. Yay. I don't fire anybody. That's a lie. Sean, fire him. Okay. <laughs> get rid of this man. Uh, James, what'd you get me? Uh, I got you the entire show. So I'm making this possible for you, Matt. Wow. Yay. Hooray. You know, those, <laughs> those seem <laughs> fake. It's like fake. That's like fake. That, Should I mean, we try a real one? Let's try a real one, like where you're all excited. Hooray! Woohoo! Yeah! How come the guys are the only ones celebrating? Yeah! Wow. We have an entire group of children cheering. You nailed that. Hooray! Thanks, Maddie. That was good. Maddie gave me a present. You don't need to hooray me. Oh. Jess, did you get me anything? It's her last day. It's her last day. That's maybe She's a leaving. Gift enough. That's her present. Let's... Oh, okay. Well, that was good. <laughs> what I'll, did just, you... I'll just write that. <laughs> what, did you, what, did you get, what did you get me? I was, um, well, the thing is, is we all went in on the Capri Sun and then Maddie just signed it. So she just took the glory. It's <laughs> mm. a nice one. Fruit punch flavor. Yeah. Your wow. favorite, right? That's premium sure. right there. That's very good. Well, whatever. I mean, you know, you know, you're, you have one birthday a year. They don't pay us enough to get you a nice, a nice present. I mean, again, it's just one birthday. It's just, you know, whatever. Maybe next yeah. time. It doesn't matter. Whatever. I'm going to start saving up now for next year. Next, Are you going to be Two here next Two Capri year? Suns. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I really don't care because today's the greatest show day on, on earth. Today we're that? talking about the number one topic in the history of all the world. We're talking about mothers. Where, and this is a very real question. I want you to think <clears throat> about it. Where would you be without your mother? Oh, man. You wouldn't be here. Yeah, I wouldn't sure. exist. Not here, for sure. You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be as great as you are. Some some of you <laughs> wouldn't be as great as you are. You wouldn't, he looks right at me when he I, says no, that. I was just I was thinking of other people. Um, anyway, so today we're talking mothers and how great they are. In fact, everyone on the show pretty much is going to have a shot to talk about their mom and to thank how they're wonderful mothers. And just sincerely, I want to apologize for anything I've ever said about your children on the air. <laughs> That's just what I want to do. Because like, I pretty, I pretty much made something up about each one of you. 
And right now, I just want to apologize. You're not you and Mike have never killed someone with a javelin. They it's, lived through it. So I apologize to your mother. Yeah, mother Pond. Thanks, I man. I apologize. James, I've never made anything up about you. No, I don't think so. Yours are all true. <laughs> You're <laughs> all true. Uh, Jess, I'm sorry that I made stuff up in the past, but let's just be real. Today, you do have an announcement on our mother's celebration day that you'll be making an announcement later. Um, hope everyone's listening. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. A big announcement. It'll blow your mind. That involves mothers. And gifts. And gifts. If and you know what I mean. swaddling clothes. <laughs> Hypothetically. Uh, and Maddie, again, I'm sorry. Uh, the other day I was really sad that I made fun of your headband. And I'm sorry to your mother, Mad- Mother Richards. I'm sorry about teasing your daughter about her headband. Well, you tease me about more than just my headbands. Yeah. Your well, hair's red. But are you only sad about No, I'm sad headband? about everything. That was just the only one I remembered. Oh, okay. I wrote that one down. <laughs> Sean, I'm sorry that I haven't teased you yet. So I'm sorry to everybody. Um, mothers, today, that's the topic. Now, you've been doing some research, Miguel Pond. Yeah, me and uh, What's James hit the street. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was a BYU women's conference here on campus. Conference, 15,000 women. It's a lot of them mothers, I'm assuming. And we were trying to figure out, okay, what's... What, what's the most meaningful gift on Mother's Day? What does Mother's Day what actually you, mean to these this mothers? This is great. Yeah. Feet on the street. Let's hear. So what is your best uh, Mother's Day memory? Um, I think every Mother's Day is really good because I get to sleep in and my kids and husband make me breakfast. They try to make it a day where I don't really have to do all the duties that I usually do. What do you think is the best uh, gift or the best thing to do on Mother's Day for mothers? For me, it's to see my children doing what they know they should do. To see them happy, I want them to be happy, and I want them to know that their mom loves them no matter what. So it doesn't necessarily need to be uh, some big gift or, or just some kind of gesture to, to let you know. If they just give me a phone call, that's fine with me. And even if it's a late phone call the next week, I just want to know that they're happy, like she said, and that things are going well for them, and is there anything I can do for them? I feel privileged to be the mother. I don't feel like they have to give me a present. I just feel like they are my present. My husband asked me, what do you want for your Mother's Day? And so I decided one day to make a list of how I wanted my Mother's Day to go. I don't know if that sounds selfish or not. Well, one thing that I really would appreciate, and my mom would appreciate, is... Uh, a face-to-face talk or a written message about how much appreciation there is for moms. Gifts of service and also being able to show someone that you love them through uh, words of affirmation. What does your mother mean to you? Everything. My mom is a gem and she pretty much takes care of me even though I don't need it anymore. But I guess we all still need a mom. My mom is my hero. She just has such personal strength that when I watch her, um, I want to be strong and encouraging and the cheerleader and the support person to other people that she has always been to me and, and her other children. Well, I guess my mom has always made me want to be a better person and not only be a better person for myself, but a better person for other people too. And I really appreciate that about her. That was really good. Yeah, there was a lot of cool ideas. I'm and learning. I like, I've just got 10 ideas for what I could do for my mom. 
and breakfast in bed. It surprised me that there were so many. Yeah. Well, because I'm just used to having one Mother's Day with my mom yeah. and maybe my grandmother, uh, but there was a lot of good stuff there. Well, so what are you going to do for Mother's Day? So my mom lives in California. She's she's way, and we so broadcast here in Utah. In. Yeah, so I'm going to phone it, maybe uh, write her. Well, I don't want to blow it because she's oh, listening yeah. right now, yeah, but yeah. well. I will. I'm going to write her a nice card, and, and maybe I, I framed a picture of me and my brother, and I'm going to send that to Cute. her. Cute. Is uh, it one of those where, like, one of you is behind the other one yeah, looking like, off into the distance? No. My, my brother's got his <laughs> arms around me from behind. Is it from the 70s? Is no. It a picture from the 70s? Did you say you framed your brother? Yeah. Yeah. For the me. javelin accident. Ah, oh, jeez. There I go. <laughs> Matt, both the people... Are still alive and they're they're doing all right. No one died. No, I mean one of them I mean, can impaired, walk, but not but. dead. Uh, that's I think that's a really cool job. You did a great job. Thank you. And you said that a lot of these women got emotional just talking about their mothers. Yeah, we'd asked them uh, what their mother meant to them, and most of them uh, shed a few tears as they were describing what their mothers meant to them. And In that a was really special. Way. Oh yeah, that's way cool. Yeah. Um, in fact, we've asked everybody on the team to pretty much put together. Something about their mom. You had a chance to do it, but yours got yours was technical destroyed. difficulties. Yeah. yeah. So Mike loves his mom. My mom knows I, I love her and I care about her so much, and I'm I'm so grateful that she's in my life. That's cool. She's a good mom. She really and is. She puts up with you quite literally. I mean, oh, yeah. you're difficult. I'm surprised she didn't disown me after um, oh, yeah. the javelin. Oh well, sure. Deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Now here's the cool thing. James has a mother too. Indeed, that's hey, James. <laughs> It's incredible. You've put together a little something about your mom. Yeah. Um, earlier, I had an opportunity to call my mom, you know, give her a little tribute and such. And I actually um, took a question from that we were asking a lot of people at Women's Conference to ask my mom. And then afterwards, I, I was able to tell her and express my feelings to her as well. Let's hear it. What makes a good Mother's Day? What makes a good Mother's Day? Yeah. What makes a Mother's Day great? Being surrounded by my kids. No question. I don't. I don't need gifts. I don't need fancy meals. I don't. I definitely don't need breakfast in bed. Why not? That is a hazard. <laughs> but just to spend time with my kids and and uh, enjoying who they are and seeing them enjoy each other, that's the best. I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about my feelings for you. So I just wanted to say thank you. You are an absolutely incredible woman, and much like your mom, you do have the gift of wisdom, and I've felt that a lot in my life, especially recently. You've really been a source of comfort and help in my life, and I am eternally grateful for that, and I, I'm not quite sure how to say it, but thank you so much for everything you do, that you have done, that you do, and you will continue to do in the future. I love you, Mom. I love you too, Jay. It's a privilege to be your mom. And uh, the I love yous express all the, the thanks that any mom needs. Wow, man. Way to set the tone. Yeah. Sheesh. Isn't it beautiful how simple they are, really? They just want you to just love them. Yeah. That, what my mom said, said there at the end was profound, just, you know, the I love you just means so much to moms, yeah. you know, and sometimes you just need to say that. That's it. Yeah. I mean, and it beats, it sure beats, hey, can you get me out of jail? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. just such a better line. 
Well done, James. Gosh, that's hard because now we have to come back. I'm going to be calling my mom. We're going to take a break. And uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come back. I'm going to call my mom. We're just going to call her up. You know, a lot of people wanted to plan, think this thing through. Uh, Not me. I just want to call my mom because my mom loves nothing more than being put on the spot. So um, (laughs) not really. She's freaking out right now. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to give a little uh, thank you to my mom, Carolyn Townsend. Also, uh, we're going to begin our interview on Mother's and Mother's Day. Jenny Layton is going to be joining us. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are celebrating mothers. You know what? Seriously, it's a big, it's a big role that uh, that women are a lot of times forced into. Uh, it's one thing to have a baby; it's another thing to then raise the child and, with love, make sure they make it to adulthood. So, on the show today, we wanted to celebrate our mothers and who uh, you know. We've already heard James celebrate his mother. Mike has given a little shout out tribute to his mother. So, we decided to have my mom on the show. Uh, now, I've been doing radio for about five or six years now, and um, I, I think I've had my mom on one or two shows, and, you know, she can't get enough of it. So we're going to welcome my mom on the air with this, Carolyn Townsend. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thank you, Matthew. Hello. You sound like an angel. Yes, well, I am. That's because I am. Do you really, that's great. <laughs> do you really, love, do you really love being on the air as much as I pretend like you do? No. No, I really don't. You hate it, don't you? Yes, I kind of hate it. Don't you wish that I had just been a lawyer? No, no, no. I think you're in a perfect job. Ah, oh, see? Okay, so yeah. here's the deal, Mom. We, we've been giving a tribute and a, and a shout-out to, to the mothers of America, the mothers of the world. And mm-hmm. so I thought, I've got to give my mom a shout-out, a tribute. Good. So I wanted to talk. About time. I, it's about time. <laughs> oh, don't get all lippy now, Mom. Okay, I'll behave. Because we can just turn you off right I now. Know. We'll just turn you right off. So my mom uh, was a single mom, raised me, uh, you know, by the way, today's my birthday. She knows this. This yeah, is no, happy birthday. She's already called to say thanks or <laughs> to say I'm so grateful you're in my life. Um, but isn't it ironic we're talking about mothers on my birthday? So those two kind of go hand again. Like my birthday made you a mother. But I brought you home from the hospital on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And, so and my name, Matthew, special. do you remember what my name Matthew means? I think it means gift from God. Amen. Mm-hmm. And it sure was. I digress. Um, (laughs) Here's the deal, though, Mom. I want to thank you because as a single mom, you taught me a lot of lessons. And I want to point some of them out. Okay. You taught me how to weed. Yes, I did. All summer long. (laughs) And (laughs) never give me a break. That's right. You taught me that. I did. You taught me the importance of ironing. You your work ethic. You taught me my work ethic. I iron all my own clothes. In fact, I iron most of the clothes in my family. Yes, you do. Because of you, and you uh-huh. helped me do that. You t- I hate to iron. You hate to iron, but you taught me how to do that. Yeah. You taught me uh, the importance of going to work even when you don't feel like it, because many times you would go to work even when you didn't feel like it. I did. Which was, I think, really powerful and beautiful. You taught me to um, that there's a time and a place to take a nap. Yes. <laughs> and when you'd come home from work after a long, hard day, and you just would lay yourself down on the couch and put a sock over your eyes. <laughs> 
Do you remember? Oh, Matt, you shouldn't be saying this on the radio. No, I know. It's too late, Mom. It's out. <laughs> you taught me that, but you also taught me just the importance of the bologna toss, if you remember that. You were oh, actually yeah, not well, home, I, but... I'm afraid I didn't know about that too, yeah. too late. We used to throw bologna on the ceiling, and yeah. then it would stick. And then once the bologna would unstick and fall, if you could catch it on your face, you yes, got five I points. remember. <laughs> And she didn't know we were we were at home doing that. Um, but mom, I just want to tell you, I love you. You've I think you've done an incredible job. If you look at your children, not really me per se, but you look at your daughters, you've done a beautiful job. And even though it wasn't hard, I just want to tell you how much I honor you, how much I respect you, how amazing I think you are. Well, thank you, darling. I appreciate that very much. And you really are, because you had my mom came from pioneer stock. She had pioneer heritage that crossed the plains. One of the oldest women to cross the plains was my great, 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 great grandma. I don't remember how many greats. I think there's two. Okay, well, there's two then. <laughs> she was, it was really great, yeah. Um, but you remind me of one of those, that pioneer stock. So I just love you and I appreciate you so much. Thank you, honey. I appreciate you calling me. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. By the way, Happy I do birthday. have a present. I have a present for you. You do? Yep. Do you oh, like Capri what? Sun? What? Do you like Capri Sun? Oh, it's my favorite. Well, good. Yeah. I have one for you. Oh, well, thank it's you. It's fruit punch. I'm real excited to see you so I can get it. I know. I'm coming. We're coming over tonight. I know you are, and I appreciate you very much. I love you, and I'll bring, you, you. I'll bring you the Capri Sun. All right, dear. Thank you. And thank you, sweetie. I love, love you. your sense of humor. I do, too. Thank, and thanks for giving it to me. Yeah, you're welcome. So it got me through my life, huh? <laughs> it sure has. Got us both through. I know life. I did. Thank <laughs> you for bringing that in. Okay, love you, Mom. Love you, honey. Be good. Go straight home. Okay, and I'll talk later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Really interesting moment, by the way. Um, So my mom's single still, and she's in her 70s. And I'm sitting here, you know, so I've always, whenever I see my mom with another man, just any man, I'm like, is that my new daddy? I say that. No, I notice I wait till she leaves to bring this up, because I didn't want her to hear this. Uh, No one else would be hearing it. So, um, and then all of a sudden, Mike's like, can I get your mom's number? Mike, the biggest mover on the show, the one that dates everyone that moves, everyone that's breathing, Mike wants to date, and now he wants my mom's number. So are you going to ask, is he going to be a new daddy? So, Mike, are you going to be my new daddy? Oh, Matt, no. Okay, good. Just Can you just throw that number away now? I just you, don't you want You got it. It's I already just, in the trash. I just don't want Your you mother calling. is wonderful. She sounds like a beautiful, wonderful lady. She is. And, I, and I appreciate you just leaving her alone. You got it. From the I, bottom of my heart. I just want to keep my job. You That's are. You, all I you want got to do. It. Your job is yours forever until you quit or we fire you. Um, okay. Moms, you're incredible. Now, we asked one of our great friends, our great contributors to the show, Jenny Layton, to join us. Jenny is the creator of the blog The Happy Gal and the author of the newly released cookbook Eating or Healthy Eating The Happy Gal Way. She's a writer, a speaker, a blogger, a coach. She draws on her many years of professional organizing and her love of health and nutrition, her personal life experiences, just the mere fact that she's a mother with five children. Uh, she lives in Kaysville, Utah. Jenny Layton, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks, Matt. It's fun to be here with you. That was a nice call with your mom. Wasn't that fun? Yeah, she's I, a cute I, lady. I could have gotten all sappy, but you know what? I got a big show to do. <laughs> Can't be too emotional. No, if I fall apart, it's just over. It's all over. So, I liked the bologna toss. It's totally true. You ought to try that with your family. 
Seriously, I'm wondering kids? what my kids do when I'm not here. Oh, you don't want to know. It's the yeah. rave. Everybody loves to just sit there and toss the baloney up in the sky and then let it just, you have to get it stuck to the ceiling. So you have to have a certain kind of ceiling where it'll stick. And I guess fun. I'd have to buy baloney first if that was ever going to I know, happen. you're all healthy. Yeah, I may not have any on hand. Jen, has, has, has anything changed your life more than being a mother? Oh my gosh, no. That, that, that's a game changer. Right there. Really? Did it just, oh. I mean, I can't, I remember in our life, but in my wife's life, it was a different game, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One day you go to bed and all you think about really is yourself and the next day that baby's born and it's all about them and life's never the same. <laughs> do, you, do you notice as a coach, somebody that coaches, you coach a lot of people just in life and in cooking and in health and in all of these different areas. You work with a lot of women, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But what what do you you know what are you seeing going on in your work with the women? Well, you know, I relate a lot to the ups and downs that women have in their life, especially as mothers, because you know, on Mother's Day we celebrate everything that's just wonderful about motherhood. They're sacrificing and they're kind and they do everything for you and and it's really nice to have that payday once a year and right. recognition. But the truth of it is, is it's kind of a thankless job all the rest of the year. Yeah. And um, it's it's hard sometimes to wake up in the morning and face everything that you've just done the day before and have to do it all again. Oh, it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah, it really is. And feel excited and happy about it. And so I just really relate to women who um, struggle with that process because I had my own journey, you know, about five years ago when I just kind of one day was like, you know, there's got to be more to this life than, than <laughs> having to get up and, and dread what you have to do yeah. every day. Well, and another dirty nose and another bowl of cereal and then another bowl of cereal to clean up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't end, does it? No, and it's hard to have perspective in the moment that the, in the big picture, that's what it's all about. But in the moment, it, you can feel pretty lost in, in what you have to do every yeah. day. Is that where yeah. the, because that's your blog is the happy gal. Is that, yeah. is that where that came from? You had to find a way to figure out happy. You know what? Yeah, it, there, there was a lot, of, lot that went into that, but it seems like I was inspired to do that name. And more and more, I'm finding that that's really what I was after, that I still just clearly remember a certain day I was looking out my bedroom window into my backyard and just thinking, okay, is life going to keep going the way it's going or am I going to do something about it and, and really get more out of life? And as time's gone on, what I've realized is what I really wanted was to wake up each day and be happier and feel more peace and be able to do that. Being a mom, wiping those noses and you yeah. know, having those tough conversations with teenagers and all of those things that come along with being a mom. And so I've learned some really great things along the way. Do you and do you think because we're going to spend the next two breaks, uh, you know, about the next thirty minutes, having you teach us some of the things you learned? But you also, um, I guess, you're even putting together kind of a mother's makeover day. Mm, what's yeah. is, is what's that for? I guess to motivate people that hey, you can start a change. <laughs> well, remember your moms and how much they sacrifice for you, and how often their needs go unmet so that they can meet yours. Yeah. And we're going to talk about helping mothers and women balance that out a little bit cool. so that they don't feel so depleted. But the makeover is really a celebration of your moms, and it's an opportunity to give a really deserving woman in our community the chance to remember that her needs are important. And I know what we're talking about is 
is bigger than just a makeover, which, and it's a fabulous makeover. I'll tell you what's involved with that. But this will be an opportunity for a woman who really needs that chance to um, remember what it feels like to take good care of herself. And it's so cool. Can I tell you about what yeah, the makeover do. is? They just go to your, they go to the website, the happy gal, mm-hmm. and that's where they can, um, you know, sign up for the contest, right? And, and, and put somebody in, I guess that's yes. what it is. They, they'll put a name of a mother or someone in there. Yes, so you can either nominate yourself or nominate your wife, your sister, your friend, your mother, whoever it is that you think deserves to have this opportunity. And so the contest ends or the makeover um, promotion ends on Saturday. We'll announce it on Sunday. Wow. um, The winner on Sunday. And then this is what the winner gets. So Alicia Richmond with Chic on a Shoestring, who has a pretty strong local presence, she's going to take the winner shopping to Traverse Mountain Outlets, who are generously donating clothing for... For this makeover, so a new outfit, some shoes, you know, something wow. fun. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll go up to Layton, Utah for um, Salon and Spa Fifth Avenue. We'll give them a makeover, a, a cut and color and style on their hair. And then we'll head over to Creole um, Photography um, with Sandrine Hudgens, and she will do some pictures of the mom to help her remember that day and, and to really see herself in, in her true light. Yeah. So it should be a really wow. good thing. And so they just go to your website, uh, thehappygal.com. They'll see that as one of your blog entries is the Mother's Day makeover. Mm-hmm. And a lot, I mean, those are all here in Utah. Um, do they have to live in Utah to do it, or would they just have to travel to Utah to receive the benefits? Yeah, it's a local contest, so we want to give it to someone in our community. So, okay. yes, someone well, living that's, in Utah. And honestly, again, um, the idea here, though, is also just honoring, as, as we heard earlier, so many people, so many mothers would just love to hear that they're honored and they're great mm-hmm. and that people love them. So we're going to take a break. We're talking with Jenny Layton. When we come back, we're going to talk about why women struggle to put themselves first. Jenny's going to keep teaching us some of the things she's learned when she finally made the decision that it's time to find the happy mom and turn herself into a happy human being, a healthy human being. This is the Matt Townsend Show celebrating mothers today right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Everybody, the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we're celebrating mommies. Seriously, they are incredible. And not just to, like, do the annual celebration of mothers. I, it's a job that I don't know if I could ever do. Kids are hard for me. And I love them with all my heart. But to sit down and just keep hearing the story. I have kids that tell a lot of stories. And their stories are very long. And But my wife's so patient. So, by the way, a shout-out to my wife and to my mother-in-law. They're hanging out today. Uh, I'm sure they're going on a walk. And so to Marty Townsend, my wife, incredible mom, six children, and my mother-in-law, Marilee Priest. Thank you for having Marty and your other children. Well done, moms. That's who we're celebrating today. We've got on the phone with us Jenny Layton, the creator of the blog, The Happy Gal, and the author of the newly released cookbook, Eating or Healthy Eating, The Happy Gal Way. I just keep forgetting the healthy part. Um, healthy Eating, The Happy Gal Way. And, and Jen's trying to help us as a mother of five children. She ran into her own 
let's just say, hole in her life where, you know, she dug deep, had a lot of kids, five kids, a great life. You know, everything was going seemingly as planned. And it dawned on her that with all of these wonderful blessings of life, she still wasn't necessarily feeling happy. Is that is that right, Jenny? Am I accurate there? Yep, you got it. And then you woke up, looked out the window, looked at those beautiful <laughs> mountains from the Wasatch Front, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And you said what? There's got to be more to life than what I'm experiencing. Well, yeah. And what did you like? Isn't that it's so interesting? I think we all reach that point, don't we? Mm-hmm. Where it's like it can't just be this. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, what? what? What did you figure well, out? I, I think what's so interesting is that we talk about how wonderful mothers are, and truly, what brings us happiness in life is service and love and all of that. Right. But but what's so crazy? I think about motherhood, and I say this based off my experience working with other people, reading the research, is that once those wonderful things start to get out of balance in our lives, that's when we stop being happy. Hmm. And so you can see how easy it is for women to fall into that trap. Because you start out being a mom and you give everything, you know, and then learning how to reclaim some of that time to reinvest in yourself and your needs, a lot of times doesn't happen. Right. And so I think that's how we find ourselves in that situation as women and mothers. I agree. And it seems like, too, that everyone just assumes, well, you're a mother and you're a woman and you're a mother and you have a womb. So (laughs) if we could give more technical names, you have the parts to be the mother. So you would naturally then just get it Mm -hmm. and love it Mm -hmm. and like it. But really, there's a lot that goes on uh, that I think probably contributes to the woman struggling as a mom, even losing herself as a mom. Maybe talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I think there's kind of a journey in embracing the kind of mom that you're going to be. And I've got a quote on my blog I use a lot. What screws us up in life the most is the picture in our head of what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. A lot of us will think, well, there's this cultural ideal uh, ideal of what a mother should be, or we think I'd need to be a mom exactly the way that my mom was. And if that was the case for me, I don't know that I'd ever have been a very good mom because it just wasn't in me to stay home with my kids all day, every day and stack blocks and, you know, and not have anything else going on for myself outside of being a mom because I was engineered and built to do. So I just had a purpose that was calling to me. Hmm. And And it seems like finding your purpose then and, and and I guess you don't have to necessarily choose either or, I mean, maybe sometimes you might have divergent goals and dreams, Mm -hmm. but it seems like you could also be a mom and still go fulfill other goals, other purposes. Yeah, it doesn't look a certain way for anybody. And the crazy thing is there's a lot of women who work that would give anything to stay home and be with their kids full time. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of women who are home full time who, you know, doing the kid thing and and making a scrapbook and growing a garden just isn't fulfilling to them. And there's a lot that goes into giving yourself the permission to say, wow, what really would feel good to me like? If I'm going to go to bed at night and feel so excited about what I get to wake up and do tomorrow, what does that day look like? And, mm-hmm. and that's okay that it looks different maybe than what I thought it should look like to be a good mom. But is that, I guess that is one of the, that's like a false belief, right? That, mm-hmm. that we might have a false belief for what a mom has to look like, what a mom mm-hmm. has to do, how a mom has to, she has to have a book group 
and a mom, (laughs) you know, she has to have, she has to love cooking and housekeeping and, but I guess that's what you're saying and decorating. Oh, that my mom, my mom, my wife, that's Freudian. Sorry. My wife says all of the time, I'm just not like that. I don't want to talk about decorating. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't. Your wife and I'd get along really well. Would you? Like my wife loves to write. Yeah, she probably freaks me out. Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't that weird? And it's yeah, Yeah. Taipan trading, which is Mm -hmm. where everyone's buying all the knickknacks for the house. She can't just she that's not fulfilling to her. But writing a book or studying or researching that kind of stuff just lights her fire. Yeah, well, but that and that is great that she knows, and that's what I would hope any listener today or any spouse of, you know, anyone can pass along to their wives or their mothers or their friends, and that is that being a good mom doesn't look a certain way. What it does look like is you wake up and you're excited about what you get to do and you're happy mm. because when you're happy, that's what your children feel, and you're modeling a strong life to your children, and isn't that, as a mother, what you want to do Absolutely, is, is empower them to to be happy and to, to live the life that they've always wanted to live. Well, what better example can you give than being happy? Exactly. Like really happy, like not like fake happy, like you're putting up with it. Yeah. But happy. Yeah. Well, and that takes courage too, because you have to be willing to depart maybe from the beaten path a little bit. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to ask yourself, what do I want? And you have to be willing to spend some time on yourself and to make your needs more of a priority because if that's the crazy thing is that I'll work with a lot of women that are unhappy and things are in crisis and they're at a peak and they're really willing to listen to my message and what I have to tell them that, you know, what is it that you really want in life? Yeah. But underlying that is that that feeling of guilt that, oh, I'm not being a good mom because I'm putting my need in front of my child's need to maybe, I don't know, go to the park or my sons need to drive into soccer practice or whatever that that might look like. Um, And you sabotage yourself. You keep yourself, you've got your foot on the brakes while you're trying to push on the gas at the same time. It seems like um, that's what a valuable lesson for your children, because I'm now finally getting how different I am from my family, from my mom. Interestingly, as I look at my parents, I think it's a good mix. I'm a good mix of both of them, really. Um, Mm -hmm. But then I think, but but I've been able to kind of figure a unique way to be me, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm unique. And but then my kids need to know there's not a cookie cutter here. They have to figure out themselves, and they have to figure out what their strengths are, their talents. And if, as a parent, like I'm hearing you talk, and I'm thinking, every mom needs to figure out how to be the mom and the human and the contributor that she wants to be, so her children can see that it's possible. Yeah. And not lose yourself everywhere just to to be one of these roles. Well, yeah, that reminds me. There's a quote that says something about be a first-rate version of yourself and not the second-rate version of somebody else or something like that. And it's interesting as I was thinking about this um, show today and, and what I wanted to talk about, I kept coming back to thoughts of my son who... He's got a mission to change the world, and and he's got this scientific, brilliant brain and these inventions he wants to to put out in the world, and I think he hopes to cure cancer. I mean, he's he's amazing, and he's got all of these talents and dreams, and I think he came to a mom who also has talents and dreams of making an impact in the world, and it's, it's not easy to to make to build a business and to put yourself out oh. there and to have a dream and to follow it but what better mother for him than someone who's done that because 
when he goes to pursue his dream, he's going to need to know that I understand what he's going through and I know what it feels like to fail. I know what it feels like, how hard you have to work to succeed. And if I was denying myself those needs and and promptings that I had to do this, I I wouldn't be the kind of mom that he needs to help him through his journey in life. So So it's really interesting how we all come together. It really is. And again, it's powerful, too, to hear someone like you speaking because, you know, others, others, even even other generations didn't seem to have that concept of the choice that today's women do or today's women has. And so I'm thinking, wow, you know, this is the beginning of something really powerful when you can be a mom and change the world and still change a diaper and still love your husband and, you know, be frustrated and. It, the whole package. Yeah. It's a real luxury, I think, in the day and age that we live in because we do have so much, uh, you know, we're not worrying where our next meal is coming from. We live in a safe place where our children can be involved in things and we're not worrying about their safety. And so it is a blessing. But again, too, I want to come back to that. You know, that was something that really spoke to me. And I think it's just wonderful to see a woman who also just, she would just be really content to, to be home and doing really domestic type things. Mm-hmm. I think there's such value in Absolutely. that as well. And so just making sure that, that they know, can... we're all being in tune with what it is that yeah. it is we're called to do in life. I mean, that's it. And, and then also giving everyone else the space to be them mm-hmm. and themselves. Instead of judging everybody, oh, you want to stay at home or, oh, you're working. There's always mm-hmm. that tension with the working mom and the stay-at-home mom, and mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be that way. We, uh, we're talking with The Happy Gal, Jenny Layton. you got to go check out her website, thehappygal.com. She is talking to us today about moms and how to uh, you know, be able to recognize your needs as a mom, how to, how to maybe overcome some of the things that you might struggle with. Really, she's not just happy. She's teaching us and the rest of us how to be happy. We're going to take a break. This is The Matt Townsend Show. We're focusing on moms today. We'll be right back right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're celebrating mothers. Just a telling you we love you, and somebody's thinking about you. It's interesting. We just we get into these days. Hey, it's Mother's Day. Let's celebrate mothers for a day, and then we kind of forget about you for a while. But really, you're powerful. You're special. You're important. And uh, today we're talking with Jenny Layton from the blog thehappygal.com, and she is trying to teach us. Some of the powerful things she learned in in figuring out, you know, how to find the happiness again as a mother. And uh, right now what we wanted to do is is ask her to teach us really about the needs. Uh, Women, we all do really have our have needs, needs that need to be met. And um, Jenny, in your blog and in some of your ideas on your on your website at thehappygal.com, you talk about some ideas or some ways to help women begin to recognize their own needs. Yeah. But what what are some of those? Okay, so that's really important because um, 
if, if you can't listen to the messages that you're getting emotionally, then you might run off and think, oh, my gosh, to be happy, I must need to do what so-and-so down yeah. the street's doing. Yeah. And so everyone is so unique and their gifts are so unique that being able to be in tune and aware with the messages, the internal messages that they're getting is always the very first place to start. And so anytime I teach or coach, awareness is always a huge thing. Pay attention to, to your emotions. They're, they're telling you something, aren't they? They are. And if you don't listen to them, they don't just go away. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they go back in and then they manifest in a different way that's not so pleasant. Yep. And then and they come so out ugly. They, yeah. Red never rum. Pretty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do, do you, um, it's funny about feelings because um, I've, I've noticed sometimes I'll have a feeling or an emotion and then I usually, my brain is really quick to make up a story about what the feeling is. And one of the things I've learned is maybe don't trust the first story that you sense. So let's say I'm feeling bad because I'm not a good enough father, I think. I'm just feeling weird. And then I make up a story and I realize I missed another one of my son's games. And then I start telling the story, I'm a loser. I'm a, an idiot. And I start going down this road of negativity Mm-hmm. It, it seems like we don't want to pay attention to our feelings just to beat ourselves up. We want to, we want that feeling is telling me something and it might not be telling me I'm an idiot. It might really be telling me, Hey, step up mm-hmm. time to change something. Be a dad. Yeah. Well, in that example, the feeling would be telling you my son's game is more important than whatever else it was that I thought I needed to be doing. Right. But, and so, but instead of what we, and it seems like women and I don't know, I was raised with four women. So I feel like I kind of get you. Hence the high emotional IQ. Oh, my heavens. Yes. And because they would drill me in it. They'd like, we'd always do emotional intelligence tests every time I'd get them. What am I thinking? I don't know. (laughs) Wrong. Take a lap. And, um, but what I do notice too, is that sometimes we feel the emotion and then instead, instead of learning from it or doing something with it, we react to it. And then a lot of times we beat ourselves up with it. Yeah. Yeah. Not healthy. No, no, not good. So I think just um, pay attention to when you start to feel that negativity and then ask yourself what it is that it's trying to tell you. Yeah. And those, the reason we run from that is because they're usually telling us things that we don't want to hear. Right, right. You know? But it's just so hard because we've got this destination. Okay, I want to be happy. Well, here's the path to happiness. You've got to be able to address some of these things that are a little uncomfortable sometimes. So that that is a rule then, huh? Have that, have the courage to deal with it. There's, there's just no, yeah, you've got to have the courage. Um, Or you can medicate, you (laughs) you could medicate and, you know, take happy pills or keep decorating wow. your house. I mean, but it, that's what we do, huh? When we don't you know, like we, the emotion, we just start medicating. That's what I was going to say. We joke about it, but actually that's really sad because it's true. I mean, there's lots of, lots of anxiety and lots of depression. And I'm not saying that medication is always wrong for that, but I think sometimes some of those milder cases, mm-hmm. look at, look at what's going on. You oh know, yeah. Look at what, or we medicate too through, through different, you know, addictions and sure. food and Facebook. shopping and those kind of things. Yeah, just escape. Oh, yeah. I, could, I can totally disappear on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> no, I need to use more something more like Deer Hunter 2014, something like that. <laughs> oh. I think you just need to face your feelings. Yeah, that's it. I probably just need to face my feelings and have more courage. Yeah. See, well, that's I think why. you do great, Matt. <laughs> well, you're helping me. That's why. What else? See, you. I know you also mentioned... Um, the uh, what'd you call it? Power hour. 
Mm, what is I a power, power hour? hour? See, power hour for me is a nap. <laughs> well, power hour, I guess, is whatever you need. But here's how I like to structure it. And it doesn't have to last an hour. I think that can be kind of intimidating to people sometimes to think they have to take a whole hour to do what I'm going to describe. That's just a nice little ter- right. term they point. But what it is is it's looking at what you need physically, emotionally, spiritually, and carving out regular, consistent time in your day that it happens. It's like an appointment. And so um, I love my power hour time in the morning before anyone's up. I'm an early riser and just love to get myself going in the day. So I'll exercise and pray and, you know, read my scriptures or something uplifting and really look at my day and think, okay, what's the priority today and get ready. And there is such a difference between living proactively like that and then um, just waking up and everything oh, yeah. at once and you're not ready for it. But in that power hour time, I think you can really ask yourself some of those questions and reflect, you know, what would really make me happy today or in, in a year from now, where would I like to be? And you're just giving yourself some space to reflect on your needs and to listen to them. And, and what's really amazing is that when you ask yourself those questions, even if you haven't been asking yourself those questions for a really long time, your heart will speak to you so quickly and you'll be just so amazed at how quickly you'll be able to know what mm. it is you'd really like, at least the first few steps. Oh, sure. And I mean, again, that seems like every guru of you know time, of thinking, Buddha, Christ, uh, all of these great kind of thought leaders and prophets and these people that we, we all esteem so highly, every one of them would honestly, I, I think, would argue everyone needs their power hour or they, they need to tune in, find some way to meditate on the deeper things of life. Mm-hmm. Well, because that is the place where you're replenishing your needs. And, you know, that old <laughs> worn out metaphor of you can't pour water from an empty pitcher. Yeah. That is so appropriate for motherhood because we try to do that. And there's just nothing selfish in taking care of those needs because statistically you are so much better equipped to go out and do good in the world and in your family when you're feeling good yourself. So true. Mother Teresa has a quote. I'm going to make it up, paraphrase it. I got to kind of make it up because my memory's not great. (laughs) But it's if you want the lamp to continue burning, you have to keep putting oil in it. Mm -hmm. And Again, it seems like moms are draining out oil left and right. They're like mm-hmm. a real, they're like a bad Pinto car mm-hmm. that's just pouring oil out all over your driveway. <laughs> and then we're wondering, like, yeah, it's not starting. It's not starting. But you can't because you're you're here. It almost feels like, how do you tell your child no? How do you tell your baby no? How do you tell the whining, crying baby that it's we're not eating now? And so, almost from birth, women seem wired to just give till they die. Yes, they do. And we talked about that a little earlier on the show that almost instantly when you become a mother, you learn that someone else's needs come before your own. But when I teach organization and time management and systems to people, one of the big things I like to talk about is transition is so important that your systems transition along with the circumstances in your life and recognize that, you know, that was a really hard and fast lesson to teach you really wonderful principles of service and selflessness. But that scenario of a crying brand new baby, it evolves very quickly into a child that can begin to take care of themselves. And with you also need to adjust back into recognizing that you also need those your needs met at the same time and, and proportionately start to work that back into your life. Women who don't are the women that I find are in the most crisis. You bet. 
And another thing I think is really important, too, is that it's hard once you've been absent from yourself for a long time to want to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's some ugly there that's been neglected sometimes, and that takes a little bit of courage again to face. But, that's so um, true. It's... um. It reminds me, Stephen Covey was uh, kind of a mentor of mine that I uh, I followed and, and got to know. Um, and one of the stories I heard in writing a book or helping him put together and a team together a book was a story about his daughter who had who had just had a baby and had pulled out her planner and was so frustrated because she couldn't plan her life because this baby <laughs> was constantly in the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stephen, again, who made his company, Franklin Covey's, made millions on planners. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stephen just comes in, gently like grabs the planner from her grasp and takes the planner and puts it away and says, look, you have one purpose right now. And he points to the baby basically and says, take care of your baby. Mm-hmm. And the rest will make sense, right? So you just you said it. We, you've got to have a, a system that's maybe focused more on principle than just practices, or it won't translate uh, through having a baby and then having kids that are older and then having grandkids. I mean, your tools have got to evolve, and you said the word transition. It's got to work with life, and you got to be willing to change eventually. Yes, and if you are—I love that, what you just said, and if you are in tune with your emotions, again, this comes back to the awareness, you're getting messages in that frustration, oh, I can't plan my life, I can't check anything off. That is a message that that you're not focusing on the right thing that's at that it. time. That's the, yeah, that's the, once you're feeling the stress again, you're missing something, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got that's... about 30 seconds, and so I guess all of this really goes back to the idea that we all need to, we all need to have a makeover of ourselves. Like when it's not working, have enough courage to make yourself over like you did. Um, maybe just wrap up. Tell us one more time about your makeover challenge. And, okay. uh, and then how people can have their own personal makeover if they can't qualify for the Utah Challenge. Okay, great. Yes, yeah, so come to www.thehappygal.com. Nominate yourself, your sister, your mom for the mother, Mother's Day makeover. It's a great opportunity for a deserving woman in our community to get a great shopping experience with a personal shopper, some new clothes, some pretty pictures of themselves. It'll be wonderful. And then please stay in touch with me. Um, through the Happy Gal, uh, there's a lot of exciting events and things coming up where we can look at some of these inner conflicts and, and things that arise with motherhood and, and help make you a happy gal. That's right. It really, you've got a great site there with tons of tools. Thanks again, Jenny. So appreciate Thanks, you. You're one of our great, uh, you know, coordin- what do we call you? Uh, you're just a team member. You're one of our team and oh, we need you thanks. because, you know, honestly, no one else is happy but you. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Well, I, I'm we happy to carry that torch. <laughs> You're great, Jenny. Keep it up Thanks, and keep uh, the vision alive. Go check out our website, thehappygal.com. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Maddie Richards is going to uh, teach us basically about motherhood as a job. You know, what if you were being employed? What if you had to apply as a mother, you know, for the job? Let's see how that goes. We're going to talk to Maddie when we come back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today is Mother's Day, a few days early. 
on the Matt Townsend Show, we're celebrating mommies. We've all got one, right? Where would we be without them? Not alive. Good point. Maddie. Hey, Maddie's here. Maddie Richards. Madeline. Yes. Maddie, named after Matt Townsend. Yeah, the Maddie, Maddie Townsend. That's awkward. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's, you've got D's in your name. Yeah, I do. I've got T's. Hey, here's the deal. You have been doing a little research about one of the weirdest jobs in the world. Yeah. So I, what I've brought in for you is audio from job interviews for one of the craziest jobs in the world. Cool. Let's hear it. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the job to get started with. It's not just um, a job. It's sort of probably the most important job. Uh, the title that we have going right now is Director of Operations, but it's really kind of so much more than that. Responsibilities and requirements are, are really quite extensive. Uh, first category for the requirements would be mobility. This job requires that you must be able to work standing up most or really all of the time, uh, constantly on your feet, constantly bending over, constantly exerting yourself, a high level of stamina. That's a lot. For how many, like, for how many hours? Uh, 135 hours to unlimited hours a week. It's basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm sure you'll have a chance from time to time to maybe just sit down here and there, yeah? Uh, you mean like a break? Yeah. Uh, no, there are no breaks available. No lunch? You can or... have lunch, but only when the associate is done eating their lunch. Now, this position requires excellent negotiation and interpersonal skill. We're really looking for someone that might have a degree in uh, medicine, in finance, and the culinary arts. You must be able to wear several hats. Associate needs constant attention. Sometimes they have to stay up with an associate throughout the night. Being able to work in a chaotic environment, if you, if you had a life, we'd ask you to sort of give that life up. No vacations. In fact, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and holidays, the workload is going to go up, and we demand that with, with a happy disposition. Uh, that's almost cruel. <laughs> yeah, all-encompassing, all almost. That's exactly right. 365 days a year? Yes. No, that's, that's inhumane. The meaningful connections that you make and the, the feeling that you get from really helping your associate are immeasurable. Also, let's cover the salary. The position is going to pay absolutely nothing. No. Nobody's doing that for free. Yeah, pro bono. Completely for free. <laughs> no. What if I told you there's someone that actually currently uh, holds this position right now? Billions of people, actually. Who? Moms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moms. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and they meet every requirement, oh, don't wow. they? Moms are the best. Yeah, there's no pain. They're 24 hours. They're always there. Now I'm thinking about my mom. Yeah, and what are you thinking about her? I'm thinking about all those nights and everything. Thank you so much for everything you do. I know it doesn't seem like I appreciate all of it, but I definitely do. So, Mom, I want to say thank you for everything that you've done. I love you very much. You've been there through thick and thin. My mom is just awesome. She's awesome. Oh, that is awesome. Cool, That's right? a YouTube video, so go check it out. It's it's titled uh, World's Toughest Job. Yeah. And 135 it, hours. Yeah. It's, standing it's the true, entire time. though. When, you, when I first saw it, I, I was really confused. I was like, what is this? But it's funny. Who, who would want that job? Who would do that for free? Exactly. And then when they say moms, everyone's like, oh, right. It's so true. There's such it a great is. spirit to that. And then also it's funny to watch how many of them got emotional like some of them were ticked like are you playing me yeah who would do that for free and then all of a sudden they find out it's a mom and yeah 
Yeah, it's yeah, true. That's cool. Now, you have also done some other research about if we were going to employ our mothers, what we'd have to pay them for what they do. Exactly. So we always hear, you know, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. But we've gotten some research about how much stay-at-home moms would be paid if they were getting paid. So you have computer operator, they're a housekeeper, they're a cook, daycare teacher, laundry operator, CEO, psychologist, janitor, all of these things. We figured that they should get paid per year about $113,000. Holy cow. When you look at the hours and the average pay of all of these jobs that they do, they're getting they, they should be getting paid yeah. a hefty chunk, well, and, and they do it them, for nothing. And they're not, and 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 then they they're almost even getting they're having people say like, so the house is a mess. What have you been doing all day today? Yeah. When I love the face in my office, when a husband like throws something like that out and says, so I work all day. What do you do? Ugh. Oh, bad her, stuff. Happens. And her head spins around, and she talks like this. <laughs> Scary. No, it. It's true when you think about it. All these hours that they're spending, eight hours probably a week. On what? Driving kids around. At least that long. In a van. In a a van. (laughs) Who wants to drive Not even a Ferrari. And you just add up all of this time that they're spending and we, they're very underappreciated. Yeah. For what they do. And then it's funny, like, in a weird way, if we then wrote them a check... Yeah. We, I guess, all assume that that would matter. But it doesn't. They do it. They're willing to do yeah. that for free. In fact, they actually, most of them find it a joy. Not a joy in the moment per se, but overall, like earlier, somebody, when we were, went and did the man on the street, you know, the joy is having a kid come up and say, I love you. Mm-hmm. James's mom, when he's like, I love you, mom, that's all she wants. Yeah. She doesn't want a paycheck. Exactly. And thank heavens, because we'd all go bankrupt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't afford our we mothers. We couldn't afford them. No mothers way. need to unionize. <laughs> unionize now. The other thing that I found interesting while I was doing research was looking at um, TV moms mm-hmm. versus what real moms do. And, you know, in TV moms, you see the house is always clean. Sure. They've always got a happy disposition. They're cooking dinner. Everything's great. But when you look in real life, there's tr- chaos. There's yeah. tragedies. There's Horrible things that happen that you have to go through. <laughs> and our moms do more than what TV moms oh, yeah. are ever portrayed as well, doing. Well, the sitcoms, it's not funny. Like if you had to watch no. the day, the real day of a mom. No. I mean, there's things that are funny. Yeah, but in the in the moment, they're probably not, not so that funny. funny. And, and a lot of the stuff they do is very not TV worthy, I yeah. guess, because it's just Monotonous. normal every day. And they're willing to do that every day. Again, I just sit there every time I walk by and see my wife like in the laundry room. Mm-hmm. I just, I almost, I'm A, ashamed. <laughs> B, though, I, it's it's just monotonous. Yeah. How many times has she stood there and folded the same clothes yeah. over and over? And you only see TV moms do that for about two minutes of, that, their, yeah. of their 30 minutes. And that's not that's accurate. Right. So I got I actually asked my mom what the biggest difference was between TV moms and um what a real cool. life is like a real job that motherhood is. Let's hear what she says. Hey mom, how's it going? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. Are you ready to answer your question for the Matt Townsend show? 
I guess. <laughs> okay, so we've been talking about TV moms, and my question is, how does how does society perceive motherhood, and how is that different from the reality? If you're talking about media and how we show up on television and things, um, usually there's extremes on television. They're either super moms that do everything, and I mean everything, and they do it all perfectly all the time, like Claire Huxtable, and, <laughs> and do it with a sense of humor and Nobody ever gets mad at her for running a tight ship and, and all that. Or there's the other extreme where they're just, like, really silly and kind of, well, my kids would just tell you they're just plain stupid. <laughs> like, no parent would not notice that or not know what was going on. Um, so there's, they, kind of, they kind of go to the extremes. But I think a lot of us like to watch. I kind of like to watch the super moms in a way um, because I keep thinking, you know, that we're really doing something important and it helps out. But also it can be a little intimidating. Um, but the reality is most of us are very somewhere in the middle of those extremes. I mean, we, we, we aren't super moms all the time, and we don't do it always with a sense of humor. And and we also are not um, quite as um, un, kind of unaware of what we're doing as many of the more ditzy moms maybe are. Well, I just hope um, you know that I appreciate all that you do, and I don't think you're a ditzy mom, but I do, I do think you're kind of a super mom you do seem to do all of it and I might not express my appreciation to you enough but I do hope you know that I love you and I really do appreciate all the things that you do and I would be so lost without you and I love that every day I can see little things that I do that are my mom does that and that's not you know the classic that you see on tv that oh I'm starting to be like my mom like I'm excited that there are things that I'm doing that I've seen you do and that are all good things and I love that about you well thank you i appreciate that i you always hope as a mom that they're picking up good things and not bad things because they always get a little bit of both from you but um but it's a it's a privilege to get to to watch people grow up and that's the most exciting part of being a mom is seeing them become themselves and do all these exciting and interesting and great things that they're doing so it's been an awesome thing to do well i love you mom i love you too Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking mommies, and uh, we were th- we were thinking, who who do we really need to get in here? Who's the big mom? Who's the biggest mom's boy? Really? And we thought of you, Mark. <laughs> who? But who also has the a very sensitive heart? Even though everyone's like, Mark's so scary. We had, we had a, a little debacle, a headset debacle, and everyone's afraid of you now. <laughs> I'm like, he's just a big teddy bear. I am. I'm a pussycat. You're just a pussycat. I'm a sweetheart. You really are. It's because you're a down, mama's down boy. Down deep. Hey, um, I, I kind of was. Were you in really? A way. No, were yeah. you really? Hold kind on, because you're tall. You're a big boy. Yeah. Were um, you like a jock? No, I, I used to. I, you know, my brother and sisters, I think, used to tease me for for being maybe too close to mom when I was, you know, five, yeah. five to ten. Oh, really? Yeah. But that's good. And then teenage years set in, and then I went weird and <laughs> then never, you found never rock spoke and to roll. her again, right? <laughs> then you found rock and roll music. But in my adolescent years, yeah, I, was, I think I was very close to her. But see, that's, that probably forged, I would say, a sensitive heart. 
You have a sensitive heart. I've seen it. You don't. <laughs> well, I better I better stomp that right down if that's if you that's really showing. do though. I mean, it's powerful. Actually, I think it makes you very because a lot of times you come on all like you're you're opinionated, but that's great. But you're strong. But then all of a sudden, when you get to the real root of it, you're very you're very you know peaceful. I'm, I'm faking it. Is that a fake? <laughs> no, I have been thinking about moms lately. Yeah, tell you me know, what is, you're thinking because uh, there's a weird. You know, have we talked weird. about your birthday yet? Oh, Today's there. my birthday. Yeah, I'm yeah. not 50. Let's get that clear. Sunday is Mother's Day. Uh-huh. Today is Matters Day, <laughs> and I, that's all that matters. I was born and I was brought home on Mother's Day. So Were that's really? what my mom just said on the air that I was and my name, not to brag, but gift from God. You were the per, you were the first baby. You're mm-hmm. the one who started Mother's Day. My my sisters think that that's why I, they called me the Golden Boy. <laughs> And they hate me for it. Are you the only boy in the mm-hmm. family? The I've baby. only got one brother. Yeah. And then four sisters. Oh, really? And the brother's the oldest, so he's seven years older, so I was uh, kind you of... Were, that's why you were the... Kind of an only you, child, oh, totally. in a way. And know? that's why you connected probably to mom. Um, yeah. My dad was old school. I love him dearly. Was he? He's, he's gone, gone 13 years now, but he was old school where... Um, affection wasn't as mm. overt yeah. as it is today, right? Was he like... You know, there's a place for a woman. Woman's in her place. No, I mean, not not so much that way. I, he, I, he always treated my mom very well, but he wasn't uh, affectionate, affectionate with the kids. Mm-hmm. Like Huggy. In, yeah, like uh, moms and stuff typically mm-hmm. are. So, I mean, I, I've been thinking about Mother's Day because my mom has been taking a turn for the worse. Mm. Uh, she's in a care center and... Her short-term memory is down to you know ten seconds probably. Oh, see that where so she'll hard. she'll remember the deep memories, things from when you early walk in, childhood. She'll remember you. Yeah, maybe not my name. Right, right. She knows, but she knows. But she'll fake her way through. Important, it. right? Yeah, he, I remember him vaguely, <laughs> but uh, you know she won't. Re- she remembers stuff from childhood, from early married life, early family life, but uh, you, she won't remember what you told yeah. her ten seconds ago. So she's in a care facility for that, and and her health is de- deteriorating rapidly. Oh, that's hard, isn't it? And you just pray that uh, you know she'll be taken before she suffers any further. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's heart wrenching because you visit her and. Uh, you know, she'll be in having anxiety. Where's dad? Where's Bill? I know. And you're like, where's Bill? mom? He's gone 13 years. No. Well, no, I don't do that. Anymore. Yeah. Well, no, but that's in your head. See, you're thinking. Yeah. Oh, but don't worry he, about that. I mean, that. there's no point in mm-hmm. trying to tell her no. the truth. And I'm a big one for truth. Yeah. But, yeah, sugarcoating it. But, right. you know, he was real big on going to lunch. That was kind of his hobby is going to lunch. And, and my standard line is he's just, you know, he's just out at lunch. He'll he's be back lunch. soon. He's still <laughs> just Oh, doesn't that crush something. you though? Because... Yeah, it's kind of like you long for the old day that you could just have your mom. Yeah. Um, eventually, you know, it happens again, faith, faith in, in future lives. But, uh, you know, I, I think I take a pretty conservative traditional view on the role of mothers. And, and it actually kind of annoys me that around Mother's Day we start trumpeting mothers. Yeah, and, where have they been for a year? Yeah, we we kind of uh, are— uh, patronizing in a way uh-huh. with all of this effusive yeah. praise. Oh, mothers <laughs> yeah. are so wonderful, aren't they? Water. Wonderful. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I I hope that my praise is more genuine than you know with somebody with a gun to my head. It's Mother's Day, <laughs> and you be will, nice to mothers. You will buy mom flowers because it's like Valentine's Day in a way. Well, there's downsides to mothers, and and there's you know <laughs> it, it, here's the thing in a traditional That's, family. Yeah, the way that nature intended, and I'm thinking a lot about nature lately because I just finished reading Secret Garden. So oh, I think of really? uh, a robin. And what is a robin's – the daddy robin's job is to bring twigs and worms. Twigs and worms. Get, home, go get them. 
so that mommy robin can sit on the eggs. Build the nest. That's the that's what mommy. That's what nature's been teaching yeah. us for you know forever. Yeah. That uh, daddy is almost just kind of a supporting role. Yeah. Bringing the twigs <laughs> home twig to build the nest. System. And then bringing the the worms home so that mommy can uh-huh. be there with the babies and and we did that my you know my wife bless her heart has always worked full time until the day that our first child was born yeah. and she quit her job and she stayed home for a decade until our youngest child started first grade right. and was in school full time then she went back to work and you delivered twigs and I was bringing <laughs> she what made little, a nest little pathetic worms I, I could find. <laughs> Uh, during that time. You didn't time. regurgitate the worm, did you? <laughs> no. Well, I mean... <laughs> you ugh. just handed her the worm. Yeah. yeah here it, it is. It's on a silver platter. But it's interesting because that is... I mean, that's biology. That's that's how we perpetuate the species is yeah. somebody's got to take care of the babies who can't take care of themselves. Yeah. And that's mommy's job. And mommy robin doesn't fly off and have the hawk come babysit. Yeah, it's the, interesting the though, Because huh? the hawk isn't a good babysitter. The hawk might break for, the for, egg. For the baby, well, yeah. or eat them. Or eat the egg. <laughs> eat the, the baby yeah. birds. That's it, it, and it's funny, though. Then we, we sit with this battle that... Some want to leave the nest. Some some would like to, you know, lay the egg and then leave it and let the hawk sit on it. But then I also see others that can't believe that she's leaving the nest. And then I see – and they're battling that. And then I see others that can't believe she's staying. Yeah. It's and like the weirdest battle. I don't – well, and here's the deal. We all want to believe that our chosen lifestyle is the correct mm-hmm. one and we want to be justified yeah. in that. We've talked about that on here before. Um, I'm not judging anyone. No. I'm just saying that nature teaches us – A way. Daddy brings the twigs and the worms. Mommy raises the babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once the babies are raised, mommy can Game go on. fly wherever she wants to, yeah. or she can stay in the nest, whatever. All right. you know, I'm I, not judging. And I saw it in my life because my mom then had to go work. My parents divorced, and she would have given anything to stay home. Yeah. I mean, honestly, would have rather stayed home but had to go work. And it's it's interesting for her psyche. It, it may have been healthy in a way, but in another way, it was really hard because she's not – one that wants to go, you know, battle the dragon every day yeah. and go fight the world. She wants to nest. She wanted to probably more nest. But then, honestly, she also would have struggled nesting because we would have driven her crazy. Well, every job Isn't stinks. Isn't it interesting? Every job yeah. stinks. I have the best job in the world, and even my job even stinks job occasionally. Stinks, I know. And being a mo- house mommy can be uh, oh. horribly uh, I couldn't strenuous, yeah. you know, at times. But it's the most important job in the world. Why? Because of the nurturing. Because really, mommy is... The heart of the home, yeah. Uh, the the nurturing of the children, the emotional support, teaching them the little things of life's lessons. That's occasionally daddy, usually mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's uh, you know there's different roles, and ideally it's the daddy's job to say no, yeah, and it's mommy's job to say yes, yeah. and hopefully you find a balance between those two extremes. I've always had to be the bad guy with our kids. Have you have you felt that way? Like you're the I have to be the bad guy. Are you, but are you naturally the bad guy, or kind are of, you yeah. is, are you just playing the role? No, I I'm a disciplinarian. I I don't want I don't want my I'm severely frightened at the concept <laughs> of my kids coming home. being 45 years old and playing video <laughs> games in my basement. Yeah, and so it's my terrifying. job to at a certain age push them out of the nest. Yeah. 
and let them fall on the the carpet of pine needles in the forest until they <laughs> learn to fly. You know, you're going to keep drilling them. You're going to you're going to start flying at some point, probably at the point which I push That's you out exactly. of the nest. You know, and and mommies, if I died today. I'm pretty sure my kids would still be living at home at the age of 50 because Marla would never push them out. She yeah. would be thrilled to have them at home. Yeah, good to have you, kids. And she's always the one. If they ask her for anything, the answer is almost always yes. Right, is your answer almost – because my answer is almost always no. And that's – to me, I'm just an automatic no, but I shouldn't be. It's probably more because I'm lazy than I thought it through. Yeah. Any yeses mean I'm probably going to have to do something. I different. think the older they get, the more yeses I give them. Are you? Yeah. Um, uh, they've got – when they were adolescents, I told them, look, sometimes I'm going to say no just for the heck of it. Yeah. You want the toy at the grocery store? Sometimes I'll say yes, and sometimes I'm just going to say no just just to keep you on your toes, just to teach you an important life lesson that you don't always get every single yeah. thing you want. But mommy almost always says yes. Isn't that interesting? You know? And so that's the role of a perfect family is uh, that yin and yang. Yin, yeah of mommy saying yes and daddy saying no and that constant struggle uh-huh. to, to keep the kids in balance so that the one hand, they aren't beaten down and have right. no, low self-esteem. On the other hand, they don't think that they're the center of the yeah. universe. That, and everything's and that easy and everything, everything will happen. revolves around them. Yeah. Right? In fact, they're even finding out um, dad's roughhousing with children. We play an important role, not just to hurt them. But it's interesting. <laughs> but don't you find it interesting? Children that, need to yeah. learn pain. But don't you find out that don't you hurt your children more just accidentally, like throwing a ball, rolling on them, wrestling with them, than oh. the wife ever? My wife has never, I don't think, hurt one of our children. I, but I do regularly. I, I reference a particular thing. We were at the Lehigh Pool, and my middle son, who is an adventurous type, we were on the high dive. Oh, boy. And I told him to do a backflip. Oh, boy. <laughs> and... You told your youngest child. No, hey, he was he was probably eight. Still, middle a child. Backflip. Okay. No, he was he was diving. Oh, he was already doing. He was okay. doing high dives. I yeah. said, "We'll try yeah, this. Let's just try it. Yeah, try it my way." And he he didn't jump out far enough, oh, and his no. shoulder hit the, the that sandpaper edge edge of the board, it just scraped Scratched. his shoulder, and oh, I was just devastated that. Well, see, that's it a was bad my fire. idea that led to him scraping his shoulder. See, like a that, mother would know. never have done that. She loves her child. She knows. Just do she, it your way, darling. She carried do it that child in her womb. For nine months, Go she's slowly, not going to hurt him now. Baby steps. Yeah. Don't push yourself. And his daddy's saying, "Push yourself. Push, jump. No, jump off the high dive. Now. There's water below you. The, you might uh, hit the board on the way down, <laughs> but you'll hit water eventually." The, the research actually shows that dads pushing on their kids that way helps the children. Um, we we end up making them more angry, more mad, more frustrated. But it helps them learn to regulate. There's growth. Yeah, but there. we help them learn emotional regulation. If we don't ever get, if we don't By ever dealing push with the anger, him, uh-huh. man. Have, to, have you ever noticed you would get them stimulated, and then usually it rattle <laughs> back away, and then they have to kind of calm themselves down. But so that teaches the child to manage emotion. You know what I love to do? What I like to visit other people's houses where I like the kids. the kids. I like to get the kids totally keyed up, yeah, sure. and then split. Yeah, hey, you guys, here's some. <laughs> you guys want a Dr Pepper? <laughs> here's a Dr Pepper. Oh, I don't need stimulants. Oh, I just get horrible. them keyed up. I, you know, I bet around. they love you, Mark. That Mark I'm Wade, not sure if it's a love a or a hate or it's, it's a, a love hate. Oh no, he's coming over. Hey, Mark when I start getting grandkids, oh, I'm going to be on. messing those kids up well, big time. I'm going to mess them up. You're going to mess them up with daddy love, and then mommy love, grandma love. She'll she'll fix them. She'll do the therapy. You do the you do the the disaster. But the, you know the wrestling the thing you talk about. I'm I'm sure that that's like goes way back oh, yeah. to the beginning of teaching them oh, yeah. how to fight, how to fight, how to wrestle, defend themselves. I mean, how many times uh, have you just tied your kids up in a 
in the clinch and just held them tight and they can't. Daddy jail. I call that daddy jail. Daddy jail. Oh, that's a good dad. We're going to take a break. We're talking moms. We went to the dad side. Sorry. We'll, we'll but, go back. But honestly, the... but the reality is, is we're bringing something to the equation, and then moms need to fix it. Uh, we're <laughs> going to take a break. We're talking with Mark Waite uh, from Classical 89 here at BYU Radio. He's also the host for the radio show Through the Garage Door, which he hosts with Don Shaline. Rock and Rollers is what they are. Rock and Rollers. I don't know who that was. We're going to take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Back with more on moms right here on BYU Radio. Look at this trove. Treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around here, you think. Sure. She's got everything. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. You want wow. the box? James. Like a 20. What is this? This is some music that I feel applies to you, so I'm playing it. Why, why does this apply to me? Because it's your birthday. Okay. And we got you a special surprise for your birthday. Oh, my heavens. Happy birthday to you. A Disney. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, oh, Happy birthday Is it really? Matthew. Are we still on the air? Happy birthday Holy cow, you. Little Mermaid. Yeah. I don't even know all these Disney characters. For those characters. of you listening at home, a birthday cake has just been delivered to that is... Matt Townsend on his 50th birthday. Okay, that was the creepiest thing. <laughs> We're talking about moms, and then all of a sudden we go to Ariel, <laughs> which I was thinking was just James's favorite song. No. But really, we, no, I guess I should blow these out, huh? A beautiful Disney birthday cake. Yeah. yeah. I What's make the wish. theme? Uh, Is that Tinkerbell? It's, Disney it's a Tinkerbell Oh, it's Disney cake. fairies. That makes sense. <laughs> With rings on top. Yeah! <laughs> I don't think the fire marshal would approve. That's a lot of candles. Yeah. That was... By the way, these are specially. This was specially built for you. Was it really? Uh, it was a Walmart cake that originally was a Mother's Day cake, and they had to retrofit it. <laughs> Disney princesses. Yeah, yeah, I can and see that. Is the, this like a special box? This is it, this is a jewelry box, Matt, because this wow. holds these Disney princess <gasps> rings that you can uh, put back in there. Oh, and wear don't lose want. them. Those are going to be worth money I'm, someday. <laughs> I am going to cry. You better Disney lick all fairies. the frosting off of those I'm going to lick every one of the rings and then give you all a ring. Oh, great. <laughs> and by give me a ring, I hope I, you mean call me on the phone. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I should say thank you, but I really I don't wouldn't. want to. <laughs> it's just creeped me out. That was, by the way, the strangest birthday moment I've ever had. I've had some weird ones, but never have I had a fairy cake. Thank well, you've you. You've never been half a century Thanks, old. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Andy. Oh, is this a check? Oh, yeah. That's cash. Uh, there's a little cash in there for you. Holy cow. Way, uh, you oh, it's not even a birthday card. Oh, it's <laughs> Yes, it is a birthday card. <laughs> it's it's actually in memory of such a beautiful soul. So this is a card for someone that's passed. <laughs> that's pretty gross. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, in memory of a beautiful birthday, but it's really I'm praying the hope of heaven and the promise of eternal life will comfort you in your aging. <laughs> as soon as possible. It's so moving. You guys sure know how to make a guy feel good. You all for clamped. Wow, for clamped. I am for clamped. For clamped. <laughs> you know what? Thank you all. Thanks, Rob, for filming it. We'll be putting that we'll be on put- the Facebook. Page. That'll be on YouTube. It's yep. always scary when the Facebook guy is standing there with a camera. Holy cow! That was strange. You're all flustered now. Well, refocus. I. They Reset. think I'm dying. 
You might be. It's I'm 45. They you're, say I'm 50. You're not getting any younger. Well, that's the truth. That's, no, seriously, 50 or 45? I'm 45. No, you're not. I am, but they, they think I'm 50. I am 45. It's a joke. 69, oh, so fi- oh, 1969. See. They give me a, a card for a funeral. And so then James plays a fairy song. It's like the weirdest mix of it's like stuff. It's like curry in in frosting. Yeah, ice cream. It's just wrong. It's weird. <laughs> Not to offend anyone that likes curry ice cream. Wow. I just and then, then they take my cake. It's I had gone. a cake. Well, they take the cake. Don't but we they? can't have it in the studio. That's right. Yeah. You can have flame. Apparently, we can have open flame and yeah, smoke. Can, I but no cakes are going. No off. cake. No cake for you. Hey, um, wow. So, Mark, I guess we got to get back to you somehow. But no, that was beautiful. Thanks mothers, for doing play-by-play play on that. Yeah. <laughs> you stepped right I in. I was the only one next to a microphone or James. This is why we need, to, we need to put this on television because then that would have been great video. Plus, they would have seen the cakes. Nobody Well, believes. television's better than radio anyway. Why are we even doing radio? No, radio's more fun Nobody by cares far. about radio. I know, but you can get away with so much. I make up so many lies on this show. <laughs> and, like your uh, age? 45. Like my age. I am 45. And then I make up stories about James... You know. So anyway, mothers, yeah. let's refocus, Go reset. <laughs> mothers, Thanks. get me out of this. So we've talked about our Father's Day tribute of how dads are supposed to be the the, the naysayers we break and them, the, and the wrestlers, but uh, moms as the nurturers and as the ones who are saying yes, boy, you know, to learn something at, at a mother's knee, uh, these are the lessons that will stay with you for the rest of your life. And it's just proximity; it's oh, time. Yeah. That's why moms need to be home. Is that the two year old? Just even if mommy's doing the dishes, the two-year-old somehow benefits from the fact that mommy's over there at safe. the sink yeah. doing dishes while I'm playing with blocks. Yeah. Um, There's something so safe about that. that. That proximity is everything. We need to know that we're that there's somebody who knows, who understands, yeah. and who loves us, who yeah. will protect us from anything. Yeah. The, the, the mother bear with the baby cubs. Yeah. Don't go anywhere near the mother bear with the baby, <laughs> with the baby cubs. Right? Yeah, someone's going to get hurt. Yeah, so um, I think the things that we learn, well, I know that the things we learn at an early age from our mother's knee are the things that we will never, ever forget. Mm-hmm. 90, 120, we're going to remember the things mommy taught us. Those little lessons. The basics. Well, and even if they aren't, I mean, they're not usually drawn out. Lesson number 12, right? It's, it's just, not book learning. No, it's, me, it ain't book learning because that's what the preschool will give That's me. exactly. Great. Teach me the letters and the numbers and all of that in preschool. But Mm -hmm. the deeper things that actually are behavioral things, that's what we learn at the age of one and two and three. We um, So I was a latchkey kid. My mom would have to go to work. She would leave us in the summer and all the kids would be home. And she'd go take like a rake and she'd she'd put it out in the garden. She'd say, you need to weed up to this rake. Weed all. Don't step on the rake. Everything to the left of the rake. Weed. And we're like, oh, sure. So I learned a really cool trick that if you just take a shovel and you turn a big spoon or a big shovel full of dirt over and then clean it up, it looks like you weeded. But really all you did. <laughs> you just covered the you weeds. You just covered the weeds over. You just, you just turn the weeds over. But then my mom, in all of her brilliance, she, I think, figured out that's what I was doing. So she just kept moving the rake and it looked like I was making progress and then about you know a week into this the weeds from the first were were starting to grow through again and um, she said oh I forgot to tell you we we, we're just going to keep you're just going to keep weeding your area once you're done you're just you're going to keep weeding it perpetual so so your goal really ought to be to eliminate all the weeds (laughs) not just to turn the weeds 
because these problems don't go away. But isn't that you life? Can, you can bury your problems, uh-huh. but that doesn't mean they went away. And how many people bury it? So in my mind, I've always thought, don't bury your problems. At some point, you really have to eradicate them. And the sooner you do, yeah. the easier it is to pull yeah. them out of the That's ground. Because exactly right. once those roots yeah. are six, six inches exactly. deep, they're not pulling then, out. And then, then she taught me. So this one weeding idea I learned to maintain. Then you got to maintain. Then every day. Two minutes. Just go get all the little the little starts and go pull them out. And it's a great lesson. But that they don't teach you in school. They can teach all they want, whatever they want to teach you. But they never taught me you got you to gotta eradicate Principles. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that the, the education system isn't really built for teaching principles. No, it's not. It's for teaching facts, yeah. memorizing facts, regurgitating facts, facts mm-hmm. we need. Yeah. But uh, it's usually pretty shallow learning. It's not deep learning. The principles, I guess, to me, I've, I always say the principles are what bring the real power in life and the real peace. Everything else is just a rearranging chairs. Yeah. What's, uh, what principles do you remember from your mom? Any that stand out or even from your wife? My wife teaches great principles to our kids. Uh. I don't know. I'm, I'm I, I stumped. Will, I stumped you. M- maybe because they're not intellectually based principles. No, they're felt, aren't they? They're yeah. like yeah. – but she taught you you have a great work ethic. You take care. You're one of the guys of all the humans on earth. You take care of what you, is yours. You take care of your stuff. Yeah. Um, like, there's a lot of people that – See, my dad made me do weeds too and I failed miserably because <laughs> I just hated doing it. It was yeah. like this hard soil with giant weeds. Oh, yeah. And we had I just, baked soil. And so I just kind of sloughed that off. So I'm, I'm a horrible worker when it comes to doing things I hate doing. And when, if it's something I like doing, I'm pretty good at it. But you also take care of what's yours. I mean, your truck's immaculate. Your cars yeah. are clean and immaculate. Your headphones, everything that is yours. <laughs> you always laugh about how I hand you a, set, a headset. I just hand it to you hanging it by the cord. And you're like, oh, no wonder it, does, it, it doesn't work, Matt. No, nope, mine doesn't work. <laughs> I wonder why that is. Yeah, well, um, my, okay, here's what I did learn from my mom. Yeah. Uh, that, it, that is something I can put a handle on. That's frugality. Mm. Uh, demanding value and not just throwing money away on, oh, look, here's uh, ibuprofen that has a name brand and yeah. it's $10. Here's ibuprofen with no name brand and it's $3. Hmm. Mm, I'm one? amazed that people spend the $10. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you want the name brand ibuprofen. Why? It just goes down different. No, it doesn't. It's the same chemical, <laughs> folks. I hate to break it to you. It's the it's same exactly thing. And so, yeah, my mom taught me frugality. You have to – don't just throw money away. Mm-hmm. Save it. I'm not a good saver, but I'm, if I'm going to spend it, I'm going to get my money's worth. Well, and you're going to keep it and protect it. Right. Um, and, and that's a frugality, too, is you're making it last. Eat it up, wear it up, make it do or do without. Waste not, want not. A penny saves, a penny earned. Wow. Right? <laughs> You rattled that off. Well, because I learned it as a young child. Two minutes ago, I'm asking, what's your greatest principle your parents taught you? And I, you're like, I don't know. The I next had, thing I know, you're like, got I a had, little I had to think. riddle there. I had to ponder. We've pot, we brought the riddler in. There's not enough pondering going That's on. not. Was your mom a ponderer? No, my dad was. My dad was an intellect, intellectual was and a teacher. My mom was, uh, I remember going places with her on the bus as a young child in L.A., you know, oh, at the wow. age of three. Was going that positive? To see my, oh, yeah. Going to see my aunt on the bus, you know, precious memories. How neat is that? And it's just, once again, it's not that there was anything no. special about that. 
we we these little moments sink deep into our brain and into our our core and it's it's once again it's about proximity yeah you were with her Pro- proximity. i was with her that's all that mattered that might be the universal principle right somebody yeah. mentioned that yesterday on our show it's one of the greatest principles of influence is proximity yeah keep them close and then remember they're close and remember they're watching touch you know human touch that's human huge. contact mark wait man see what's funny mark you'll eventually get there <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Pray for me, Matt. Every time, though, you just – you eventually talk your way till you find it, the, this incredibly rich, profound principle. Well, I mean, it's been difficult to think about most no, but- because all of my preparation this week has been for Matters Day. <laughs> well, and then, then in the middle of it all, we had to celebrate Matters Day Yeah, <laughs> with my princess cake. Hey, make sure you get some of that. It's all that matters. It's all that matters. Well done, Mark Waite. Make sure you check out Mark's show, Through the Garage Door, which is weekdays – at 10 p.m. Mountain. At midnight. Midnight Eastern. Eastern. Yeah. Good stuff. If you like the rock and roll music. Rock and roll. Loving it. We'll be right back. We are coming back, and we're going to talk gifts. I hope it's the gifts from Mother's Day. It's Matter's Day. Good. Gifts. Let's not mention Matter's Day again. And uh, awesome. Good stuff. We love you, moms. We'll be right back. More on moms right after this. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking mothers in my rearview mirror, though I'm getting a great shot of Michael Pond doing a 70s disco. Awkward. Hey, this just in flowers for Jess. How beautiful. Uh, Jess Littlefield is uh, leaving the show. That's so sweet. And Maddie Richards has brought in a flower uh, that the boys and Maddie have paid for. Uh, obviously, it's a flower off of the uh-huh. BYU properties, um, out of one of the <laughs> gardens, and I can see, yeah, because there's I've seen that bush. And um, Jess, you're leaving us. Yeah, this is it. This is your last segment. I'm gonna get emotional. Don't <laughs> Let's not talk about it. You know what? If you want to be happy, did you do you remember my cake? Yeah, it had fairies on it. That wow. That's surprisingly enlightening. I know. Before you leave, <laughs> make sure I get... I'm going to give you a ring. Okay. A fairy ring. I'll keep ring. it forever It'll be great. for the show. Uh-huh. And just wear it. Wear great. It. Have, to my new job, so yeah. I make lots see, of friends with see. my fairy ring. See how they like you. Definitely a <laughs> conversation starter. Ring. Yeah. Isn't fairy ring a fungus in your grass? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. It's. I'm not, you know, I'm not a horticulturist, but I'm pretty sure a fairy ring is a fungus. Okay, great. You're not a fungus. I'm not saying that. I don't know where that went, but I don't know about Just the Just accept anymore. your flowers from <laughs> okay, BYU Landscaping. Thanks. That really is the sweetest. Now, you have an announcement. Today's Mother's Day. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. I know. And did you hear that? Mike is so excited because there's been this excitement about you. You've been married three months. Yep. And so the ne- next, you know, first comes marriage, then comes... Is this it? Was that baby. the cue? Yeah. Oh. So, okay. And then comes a baby and a baby carriage. I think it, I don't know. What I you know, I've, it's been a while. I'm almost fifty. They say. All right, I'm fifty. So, what, do, you have, do you have an announcement here on the Mother's Day show? Any announcement? Um, I do have an announcement. What? I told my mom to listen specifically to this show, oh, just so dying. that they would know. Yeah. I thought this would be a clever way to announce it. And my sister is pregnant. 
And so I didn't want to steal her thunder. Wow. And so um, I just wanted to announce that um, I've really enjoyed the show and I love you guys a lot. Wow. <laughs> and it, this has been the best experience yeah. of my life. Has it really? Yes. It really has. No, that is. Has it really? I, I mean, like, I have had a lot of experiences. Well, no, yeah. You need, but... you need a life. <laughs> so, no, I don't but, want to be rude. So but... this is the best one. No, really. Yeah. You need to get out. <laughs> I, again, that's, see, I'm about to cry because you'd think I'd cry because you're having a baby, but you're not having a baby. Let's make clear. You're not. But I am announcing that this is the best experience of my life. Well, that's, you know what? That's, that means more than you having a baby. <laughs> yes, I, am, I agree. I mean, yeah, you're just young. Go, go enjoy life. You need more life experiences. Right. Because then you'd realize this isn't that great. <laughs> I'm only 22. I've got yeah. like, you got plenty you're of twice my age, so. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I am, and you got the math right. I'm yeah. 45, not 50. And I'm 22, so. Yeah. And a half. <laughs> and a half. <laughs> so and I'm 20. Are we, are we all announcing our ages now? <laughs> Maddie, you're. I'm 20. You are not. I am. You're 12. No. James? I'm 24. Really? Michael Pond in the rearview mirror. 24. Sean's like. I'm I'll you. pass. We Sean talked about that. Pass. We're hey, going to save the sign. We'll just say that. So We're going to save this happy 50th birthday. Well, I want you yeah, to save it. If you save <laughs> it Sean. five more years, it'll work perfect. Oh, yeah, let's just save it for Sean's birthday. Yeah. Next year. That he'll be 50. Great. Hey, um, do you have you have a segment you're going to do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This I, is your last segment. I know so I want people you to usually stop working on their last day, but I'm just an overachiever, so yeah. I did plan for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so my segment is on gifts for Mother's Day. Okay. Because that's always a... I don't know. What do you get your mom? Capri Sun. She's done so much for you. Yes, that's actually- I got her a Capri Sun. That's a recycled gift, Matt. If she was listening to the show at all, she already knows that that gift was given to you. You know what? I know, but so what's great about my mom, she won't remember that. And (laughs) if I'm just going to put something on the back so she can't see that it says happy birthday, Matt. A note? That was given to you out of love. You can't re-gift it. No, but you you can- Love, there's- Love is the only thing you can keep giving. (laughs) You can divide it and divide love. You can keep loving and loving. Sheesh. That was beautiful. Thank you. You are a doctor. I, I would give her these flowers, but apparently those belong to you. Well, there's more bushes outside. Yeah. I'll Just send go them pick out. some flowers. Hey, guys, go grab me some flowers for my mom. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Put it in the Capri Sun and you've got a, That's so sad. a homemade gift. What, what, what are the gifts we're supposed to give? Okay, so I have some that don't cost money because I think that, well... Well, let's just go to my let's go to my mother's thing because she said it best. Okay. My mom said it best. I talked to my mom, and sorry, we are we are emotional. Okay, that's good. <laughs> we just do that. Okay. Hello, Black. Hi, mom. It's Goo. Hi, Goo. Hi. What's going on? Um, I just was calling you for the show today. We're doing it on Mother's Day. And um, I'm doing my block on gifts for mothers. So I wanted to call you and get your input on it. What's what's a gift that you got in the past that you really liked? Like any homemade thing that my kid did, I always loved. Like, you know how at school you'd bring home the, the questionnaires and the pictures. And I think any gift, but any gift that's thoughtful, like the kids had to put time into or, you know, you can tell there was thought done. It wasn't, they just ran and got, the last minute got flowers at the store and brought them, you know? Yeah. Ones that they had to think about. That's good. That's good. Okay. Thanks. But just being a mom, <laughs> seriously, is the biggest gift I could have. So 
Oh, Mom. Well, I just, I also wanted to call and tell you um, how much I appreciate you. Yes, sweetie. You've always really um, supported me and made me feel like I could do anything. And I was, I probably wasn't the best, but you always made me feel like I was. And so I just wanted to thank you for that. Well, thank you. You made it fun to be a mom. It was fun going to your plays and watching you perform and... That was awesome. Thanks, Mom. You too. Right back at you. <laughs> You're welcome, babe. And thanks for telling that town to me about my birthday so he could say happy birthday to me. That was pretty cool. You're welcome. Well, yeah. okay. Love you, Mom. Thanks. All right. Love you. Bye. That was gooey. <laughs> I don't think I've ever mentioned that before, have yeah, I? <laughs> she, what do you call your mom? Her name's Jelaine, but what did you call her? I said mom. Oh, I thought you said some other name. She called you goo. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, goo is we a thing. We haven't talked about that. Yeah, my whole family and basically all of my Grantsville small town calls me goo. So now everybody knows, is last that, day. Is that See goo ya. like gooch? Like gooch? No, it's kind of like gaga goo goo. Kind of because you're my, always goo goo. That's where it came from. My sister couldn't say my name, so she called me Gaga, and then it went to goo. It's, it's you know yeah. one of those things. My mom calls me goo. I <laughs> not a big deal. You know what? You have a great mom. I know she's. Did so you sweet. see how quickly she went to goo? <laughs> she got all. Jelaine went all emotional on you. Yeah, Just, yeah, she it, does that. I get that too. I'm a you? crier. But did you she's see where she started to cry? That to me is mommy 101. Yeah. She started to cry when she talked about. Just being a mom. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. That's I think it. that a lot of times I've noticed that people cry when they talk about their moms. I know. Because it's such a tender topic. It is. And we don't thank them enough. No, we don't. And then you go get married and then you're done with them. I called her. <laughs> we still have that relationship, but it does change. Um, and the best gift she said, by the way, the things that you give that are from your heart. Yeah. And Sean brought up like a handmade ashtray. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. <laughs> that <laughs> beats says my whole I love list. You, Mom, more than a handmade <laughs> ashtray. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think that that's the biggest message is something that is from the heart. I I think that this Mother's Day, the perfect gift would be putting down your cell phones and just looking them in the eye the yeah. whole time you're with them for Mother's Day. If you if you have and that have privilege to be with them, and go to be just with them. be with them and don't look at your cell phones or your iPads the whole time. And really engage in that. And that's a huge gift. That also, is a good gift. You can, like, you know, get something at the store. But but write a good note, write if anything. Note. Yeah. But like, really. And write your feelings out. Get your emotion out. And then yeah. go have some real one-on-one time. Yeah. Because they deserve it. Well, we love you, Goo. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you wait till the last show, the last chance for me to use that? Because now you're using it a lot. You know what? So Every, the, for, the last 15 minutes is the only the free rest of you your get. life. I'm going to think of you as Gucci, Gucci, Goo. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot of oh, like different good. ways of saying Goo, but yeah. that's the first time someone has said Gucci, 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 Goo. Gucci, Gucci, Goo. <laughs> oh, we're gonna miss you, Gucci, Goo, Littlefield. <laughs> Well done, and we're proud Thanks. of you. Go take the world by storm. Okay, I will. And call us when you're going to announce that you're really pregnant, because that's the second time <laughs> you've bait and switched us. Oh, I've did that. Okay. It's all good. All right, it's thanks. all good. Okay, good stuff, folks. Again, uh, moms, we love you. You're incredible. One of my favorite quotes, Abraham Lincoln, all that I am or hope to be, 
I owe to my angel mother. We all owe you so much, Mom. Thanks so much. To On tomorrow's show, we're talking about forward thinkers again. And then coming up on Monday, we'll be talking about realizing what motherhood is. Kind of the, the, the post-Mother's Day show. Folks, thanks again. We love you. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back tomorrow. More tools, more ideas right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.